This is episode number 119 of Patrick Jones Baseball, and on this episode we have Matt Pierce. Matt is the head baseball coach at Houston Christian High School. Um, he's also a summer baseball coach for the South Texas Sliders. And in this episode, we talk a lot about not just travel baseball, um, but Matt actually gets pretty detailed in how he has seen travel baseball develop, um, kind of expand over the past five, 10 years, like what's changed so dramatically, um, what you should be looking for and trying to find a college and how you need to own your own recruiting process. We also get into some swing mechanics and and talk a lot about movement and movement profiles for different athletes and why it's so important to understand about the body as well. So this is a great episode for, for coaches and for players because we hit a little bit of both and for parents as well, especially when we talk about the recruiting aspect. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Matt Pierce. All right, we're we are now live with Matt Pierce. Matt, thanks for coming on today. Hey, anytime, man. Thanks for having me. So, give uh give everyone a little bit of your background right now. Now you're in Texas. Obviously, you're in baseball. Um, kind of how how'd you get to where you're at, and where are you at? Oh man, that's a long story, man. I mean, I uh, you know obviously played a little bit. Um, you know, just like everybody else, I probably have a reason as why why I'm not playing anymore and why I quit or hung it up, however you want to say that. But basically I went through some family issues. My mom passed away when I was 19, uh, actually day after my 19th birthday. So, you know, pursuing college baseball after that was, was kind of hard, man. Um, ended up going to college, hanging out with the guys that, that was on the team at, at, at where I went. And, um, you know, after a couple of years of that, just really wanted to get into coaching, just, you know, found found Christ, uh, really helped me get through some hard times. And, uh, you know, baseball was just something I always loved. And I remember meeting a buddy of mine that, that, that played. He was done playing and, and we walked up to a local little league and just said, hey, we want to coach. And uh, they looked at us like we were pretty crazy, man. And um, from then on out, it was just coaching little league for a couple of years. I became um, on the board for the little league. I was probably 22, 23 at the time, um, working, working full time also on the side, not charging anything to coach, just, just volunteering. And then next thing you know, you get asked to coach them select or, uh, the Mickey Mantle team for, for a local high school. Then it, then it turned into ask, getting asked to coach select baseball. And then it turned into being asked to be a JV baseball coach at a private school here in Houston all that while working full time. And, um, you know, it was about towards the end of that, that I met what's now my wife, uh, we got engaged and I'd say less than a year into the marriage. I told my wife, I was quitting my full-time job and I was going to make a run at, at, at doing straight baseball. And I'll never forget that man. She cried and didn't know how we were going to make it happen. She was a teacher at the time and no kids, but uh, it was tough. And, and, but it's something I just felt I wanted to do. Um, you know, and just worked my way up, became a varsity assistant coach. Um, it was about a year into that that I got into the to the hitting to the hitting side of this thing was was labeled a hitting coach, and I really had no idea what that meant. Um, and started researching hitting, and, and that's when you know you did the, the typical stay inside the ball and 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 hands down or whatnot that, that we all debate now and. 
you know, after after a couple of years of doing that, it turned into uh, a guy here in, in Houston um, sending me an email one day saying that my hitters don't swing the bat the right way. And I kind of felt that at the time because kids that I, I started to notice kids that, that did exactly what I said and did the drills perfectly. They never really drove the ball. And then the kids that hit with me that did drive the ball really wasn't doing exactly what I thought they should be doing, but yet they hit. So, so then he just started talking to me and uh, really guided me through a process, bombarding me with videos and gifts and, and whatnot. And, and never really gave me any answers, just, just kept challenging me. And then finally one day we met in person with some hitters and, and then we started implementing that in my high school I was at as an assistant varsity coach. And that was tough because he was old school. And then, you know, it just focused on one player and really turned the season around for him as a senior. And then he bought in. Um, we won our state championship the next year, swung it better than we ever had. And then I moved on to Houston Christian to be the head coach where I'm at now. Um, so on top of all that, man, it's been a long journey. It's been It's been a lot of different things. I'm now with the South Texas Sliders. I've been with them for about 10 years. That's a travel baseball program here in Texas and uh, have, the, have, the, have the ability to coach a lot of really good ballplayers through that and then using Houston Christian to um, – using Houston Christian because I still like the team aspect. I still like being with them all the time. I like implementing the weight room. I like, I like you know, a group of guys spending a year together to chase, a, to chase an individual team goal and, and then also – you know, the Christian atmosphere that we can provide at Houston Christian to, to show them that, that we can be competitors, we can be ball players, we can be all those things, but we can also be, be a men of Christ. So that's kind of where I'm at now. That's awesome. And that's a great, uh, great start to this podcast. So uh, just going, going back um, to what you were saying about um, how your hitters, like, you know, you were teaching inside, you know, hitting the inside part of the ball and that guy emailed you. So what did you start to change? Like what new drills were you starting to implement? And what did you do differently after that, that kind of made it made a difference? So for me, I'm, I'm a different kind of thinker and, and it really wasn't so much drills for me as much as it was having an understanding of what the guy was talking about. Um, you know, when, when, I be, when I was labeled hitting coach, that was going to be my job on varsity baseball. I didn't know anything outside of hit the ball hard, drive the ball, you know, win games, but just play baseball. That's what I always thought it was. I never took lessons. I never did any of that stuff. So, um, you know, when, you, when I first got into it, it was, it was all the other things that we hear of. And so basically, you know, I had a really high profile baseball player that year, um, he was a shortstop at his high school, was committed to Division One. I'd had him since he was 13, and he was a draft guy. He ended up getting drafted uh, after the 10th round, I believe, out of high school. Um, but it started with him. He sent me a video of that guy and saying, you know, he he can't hit. And I, I'll never forget, he sent me a gift video of Ted Williams. And, and I did the same old thing. I had Ride View Pro at the time, and I pushed pause on both videos and said, well, my guy gets the same spot he does at contact. And it really struck me when he said he got there a different way. And I, of course, said what we always hear is, well, what does it matter as long as he gets there? 
and it just it just it just went on from there and just bombarding me with gifts and, and trying to get me to understand the barrel plane and how the weight transfers and what my hitter and, and how that relates to time in the ball. Um, so, I mean, this was probably 10 years ago, eight years ago. Um, it turned into a bunch of PVC pipe stuff, you know, I mean, there was a couple of drills that we did with PVC pipe that was really interesting. Um, you know, trying to just get them to understand what it was like to, to, turn the barrel without moving the hands forward and kind of slapping that, that, that PVC pipe across your chest as you made the turn versus letting it wrap around your side. And that was probably the first drill that we, that I really learned. And then um, just really trying to get them to understand coil, uh, what that, what that load around the back, the back leg was. And so, then from there, so man, why, really, why, why does it matter like how they get to that spot? If they get to the spot, so from what I've learned now, it's just, it's about adjustability of different pitches. I mean, can he get to that spot? What I preach now is can he get to that spot when he wants to get to that spot or does he get to that spot when his mechanics allow for him to get to that spot? Mm. And I, I guess that's my biggest, my biggest understanding. I want hitters to know and what I think they struggle on the most is whether it's a high school kid, a minor league kid, a college kid, it, it doesn't matter a lot of times when we see, when I get videos sent to me or go watch a hitter, I'm trying to see, does he swing the bat? Does he get to the spot when he wants to? Or does can he only get to that spot at a certain time of his mechanics? And if that all doesn't line up, then it, then, then it really struggles with his adjustability and timing for pitches. And so that's, that's kind of where it took off for me is, is understanding the timing aspect and the adjustability aspect more so than anything else. You know, I mean, bat playing all that was rather easy to convince me what it was um, and how to manipulate the bat. That, that was rather easy. And then the, the struggle was to get kids to, to swing when they want. Um, and I think that's, that's what the struggle is with a lot of hitters. Um, yeah, I think I think so. such a big part of of hitting and getting hitters to do like what you want them to do is is the strength part of it as well. I mean, a lot of players just they're not strong enough yet, and so making sure that you know you're 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 not just working out, but you're you know you're doing what you need to do in the weight room versus kind of just you know just going in there just doing whatever feels right to you or for, for whatever you want to do. I think is very important as well. Well, there's no doubt, and and that that would lead me into to kind of why I made a move that I made to Houston Christian. That I'm, one of the re, one of the many reasons I made that move was because of people see me talk about it all the time on Twitter, right? I mean, DST, Dynamic Sports Training. Um, Lee Fioki is a guy in Houston that that the more I learned to swing, like I wasn't doing good with with the the cues, right? Like coil and jut and all these different things that we were reading people say on internet and and whether just being conversations we all had these different definitions of what things were and i didn't like that because i wanted to know what it is and so moving to houston christian really allowed me to do that because of lee fioki and, and, the, and the athletic trainer and the strength team he has over there um strength coaches he has over there to 
to teach me what those movements are, to be in the weight room and say, you know, what what is this? What what am I doing right here? What is he doing? Is what he says, what I see on the video, that I will label this. What is he doing? And then understanding the movement and then also understanding if if a guy's even capable. And that that's where we fall in. I mean, so many, so many hitters come in, they wanna they wanna learn how to coil. And I mean, they can't even, they can't even activate their glute. They can't even activate their hamstring. I mean, they, they can't even, they can't even hinge properly. So, I mean, this has been four years now that I've been at Houston Christian and, and movement profiles has always been or leading up to that point was my next thing of saying, why is he not capable? Why, why can he not even do this? And then when you get around guys like DST and get in the weight room and actually understand using another vehicle to create that pattern and create that strength. Uh, that's huge. I don't think it can be done without it. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, that is, it's such an important part of hitting um, as well. Have you, have you looked into kind of like uh, what on base you or TPI or any of those uh, like what they do at all? Absolutely. I mean, um, TPI was something I was following you know, years back and, and really like what on base you's doing. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I just don't have, I just don't have the means to drop that money to, to go get those certifications. But, but with that being said, I mean, uh, Lee Fiocchi, I feel I'm getting that, I'm getting that for free every day being around those guys. Lee Fiocchi is now the big league strength coach for Los Angeles angels. And, Um, being around his, his company, I mean, he, he, he's, he stepped away from it now as much as he was before, obviously working with the angels, but you know, you got Kevin Poppy there who's part owner and, and then, and then Garrett Kelly and, and the guys over there at DST, I feel like get that side of it from them of what the movement is and how to correct the movement and, and how to teach the movement, not only in the weight room and the swing. So love what TPI and on base U is doing. It's just it's just finding out to dig deeper in that when when you're a part time coach and you're and you're doing what I'm doing and 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 I know it, it looks fun and everything, but it's not always easy. And your wife is in public education. You got two kids at home. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, um, it, it, so it's are, hard to, do you do you give lessons as well, or is it just strictly coaching? No, I give lessons as well. Um, I mean, a typical, a typical week for me, um, you know, I, I'm at home in the mornings. Um, I work out in the morning, go up to the school in the off season, in the, in the pro off season. I, you know, I'm in the weight room with the pro guys, um, the whole time asking them questions, talking about swing stuff. Uh, you know, when they're doing a certain lift and I think if, you know, I think it sticks out in their swing that they struggle with that, checking with the strength coach to make sure I'm seeing it right. And then trying to trying to explain to him that 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 feel right there in the weight room is what we're looking for in the swing. So we do that. And then I'm going to spend some time with the pro group um, after their lifts and then, you know, hang out for a little while, I guess. And then I got my after school high school team that we in the off season, we're we're usually doing a throwing program and hitting the cage, and it started about five o'clock to eight o'clock. I'm 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 doing three lessons, three to four lessons a night, every night. And then you get into 
you get into your high school season, the pro guys start to leave and, and then it's the same thing, right? It's, it's, it's doing stuff all day, finding a way to stay busy and then high school practice and then lessons on nights you don't have games. And then now we move transfer over to the summer season and it's more of, you know, we run throwing programs out of DST, uh, hitting, and then that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I'll have some individual lessons in the evening. And then it's it's travel baseball Thursday through Sunday. So you've been with the, the Texas Sliders, the the travel organization, you said, for about how long now? Ten years, did you say? Eight to ten years, Eight yeah, something there. What, what have you seen from, like, a, a transitional standpoint in the last ten years? Like, what's – what uh, what have you noticed about travel baseball over that time period? How it's changed, good and bad, whatever. Just what have you noticed? I mean, the number one, there's just a ton more teams. I mean, when I got into when I got into to select baseball, it, it was on the youth the youth side, meaning meaning 12, 12 to fourteen. And you know, in Houston, there was there's a, a good chunk of good teams, but there weren't as many teams. And, and I was I was fortunate enough to coach with a good one. And then there was a group that I just really fell in love with and wanted to take them into high school and took them over to another local group that did high school ages. And after one year of that, I just realized this isn't it, man. This isn't, this isn't, it's not developing kids. It's not putting kids on the right, right platform to get noticed. And, And I really needed to connect myself with something that, that was bigger than what I was. And that's when I found a South Texas sliders. And at the time they're based out of San Antonio. So um, now we're based out of San Antonio, Houston and Corpus. But I mean, the number of teams, I guess is huge. I mean, the, the ugly side of it is, is, you know, the, the mega rosters that people make just to go win big events. I mean, I get it. I understand it. It is what it is, but, we pride ourselves on being an organization that we started 13 years old. And I'm not going to say we don't add players that come to us through our tryouts at older ages, but at the same time, we're not out there actively pursuing, pursuing players. What's Um, a, like, what's a big roster that you say a mega roster? What's one of the biggest rosters you've seen? Oh man. I mean, we made a run at the final eight, last year i think we lost in a round of eight at perfect game 17u and i'll never forget we were in that final eight game and and and, you know you got pitch smart rules and and we follow those rules anyway but but half your roster is now depleted and we needed one more day right we need if we got in the semifinal game the next day we we really rolled into some our top arms that had pitched in pool play and so we're we're down to two kids that that pitch for their high school teams, but they're they're not going to college to be pitchers. And and uh, you know I'm not going to name the team we play. People can go look it up. But they I mean before the game they're running they're running PFPs in the outfield with with what looked to be a college pitching staff, right? I mean there had to have been there had to have been 30 kids in that dugout. Jeez. And and oh yeah, it it was crazy and. I'll never forget, I mean, the coaches that were there coaching that team that I was with, they'll laugh when they hear this. They get on the mound, they got a guy, you know, we're the visiting team, they got a guy throwing over 90, and, and you know, we could swing it a little bit, and we came out and we, we started swinging it really good. And next thing you know, four dudes go down to the bullpen, and we just look at each other like, <laughs> I mean, if this happens to us in the first inning, this is going to be a long day because 
we don't have four guys to go to the bullpen. So when you go to Atlanta, you see that a lot, right? You see, you see 25, 30 man rosters with all these pitchers. Um, you see you're in the hotel room or in the hotel lobby after your game and a kid, a kid strolls in with another uniform on and you know that that team's not, not staying in your hotel and you strike up a conversation and he never has played with that team and he's just flying in to pitch in tomorrow's game. Right. Like, right. I get it. I get it. I know people want to win. I, 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 I know, I know they want all that stuff and, I, and I'm not going to knock them for it. I mean, winning is fun, right? Like we winning's fun. Um, but for me, in the South Texas sliders, I think we'd rather win with a group of kids that we started off May 1st with, um, not kids, not kids we pick up. And you look at the bulk of our roster, it didn't just start May 1st at 17 U. It started at 13 U. And again, we add players, uh, players show up to tryouts. They leave their organizations. We lose players, but, but we're not out actively pursuing a roster to take to Atlanta, Georgia or four Myers of kids that, that aren't South Texas sliders. So I think that's the ugliest thing in select baseball is that side of it. The, the picking up players that, that aren't going to be with you full time and, and, and to go win tournaments. I mean, it bothers me, right? I mean, we, we don't go to Farmington, New Mexico. We don't do that. And there's a couple teams that we do. We have lent pitchers to that we have good relationships with, but it does bother you when that guy's pitched in the SEC tournament Right. And and you see the Twitter come out that, oh, this is a former. Yeah, yeah, I team. see that all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Man, that guy was the South Texas slider since he was 13 years old. And we didn't have a tournament at the end of August or at the beginning of August. We were done and we lent you a picture like that. That's the gross stuff about it. Go win your tournament. Go do that stuff. But to to promote that he was part of your your organization so you can get other kids to think that you put all these kids in the sec like that that to me is the ugliest side of it yeah and that's what you know I, that's what i don't understand about the whole travel baseball thing is i'm actually this is my first year coaching travel baseball and is it is it solely these all these coaches are obsessed with winning these tournaments just because they want to win the wwbc5 whatever it is champ like, tournament and get the trophy I mean, do they, is that, is that solely, you know, the only, I, I just, I don't understand like why, like what the motivation is to just all they care about is winning these tournaments. I, I mean, I, I, I really don't get it either, man. I, I, I don't last year for us, you know, the South Texas sliders, we went through a hardship. I mean, Scott, Scott Myers, who started our organization, he started in 2003 and, and he's made some decent runs at, at perfect game back in the day and uh, when it was first getting going and, and we lost him, you know, two weeks going into summer. Um, and he was a big influence on, on not only the coaches, but the kids and the, the, the emotion we felt out there with a group of kids that had been with us for so long and were playing for something bigger than themselves and really coming together and, it didn't have anything to do with perfect game. It didn't have anything to do with a national championship. It had to do with they knew that they were on a big stage and they were playing for something way bigger than themselves. That, to me, is 
way more than putting together a mega team that's sponsored by somebody and winning that thing. I just wouldn't get a kick out of that. I mean, would I be excited in the moment to say we won a huge tournament? I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it'd be cool, but the the lifelong effect of that would not have nearly been – I'd rather lose in, in the eight with the kids that we lost with than win it with a bunch of kids that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand but, what you're saying. So do these teams, do they, I mean, like, are you guys sponsored by like certain Marucci or not? Like, how does it work with those? Like, I do see some people are sponsored like Evo Shield. Like, is that how it works? Like teams are sponsored by some of these companies? So I, I can tell you, we've been, we've been reached out to by, by different things to be a, a, a partner with them or whatnot. Um, I mean, there are perks, right? There, there are perks of doing that stuff. Um, I would say, I guess you could, you could classify us a New Balance team, right? I mean, we belong to a conglomerate of teams in Texas called Texas Premier, and we spend a lot of our summer playing against each other in, in different regions of Texas. And from there, we go on to bigger tournaments, right? But we're all a part of the same Texas Premier group, and we all wear New Balance. And, you know, I don't like to call it a sponsorship because we're not, we're not, we're not getting anything for free, right? Like, we are paying for these things. Now, we do get discounts. We do get the typical things that you get as if you're a high school coach, a high school team who wears exclusively one, one brand. But, as far as how the other ones do it, man, I, I can't say. I don't know if those brands are, are, are paying them, if it's all free, if it's just discounts or what. But but I do think that stuff is used to to lure kids. Uh, you know, we're sponsored by insert whatever group. It's not necessarily what people think it is. I don't I don't think. So with your with the uh, Texas Sliders, um, when they sign up with you guys or they make the team or whatnot, is there some sort of like a training program that they can do as well, or is that just kind of on their own, like lifting and all so that that's stuff? A that's a difficult part because I mean that's what we want to get to, but trying to figure out how how to best serve that is the most difficult part. Um, so, I mean, when you sign up for the South Texas Sliders, we basically, I mean, if you're talking our high school ages, we're bringing you in and we're trying you out. And, and, and at any age, we're picking, uh, call it 60 kids. We usually have two to three teams uh, at, at every age. And that 60 is going to drop down to kids who don't accept, right? Because we don't put them on a roster right away. We want to do, we want to, we want to identify a group of kids and say, these kids are, are, good ball players and we want we want to coach these kids but but at the same time we want to make sure we put them on on teams where they belong and so we kind of use the high school season to evaluate that when their high school season's over we bring them in we do infielding workouts practices whatnot and during those times we're also evaluating them. Uh, we play scrimmages for a few weekends and then we just had our slider spring training where we bring them in and we, we do the same thing, how we warm up, how we how we go about our business. We have a scout day with PBR on Sunday. Um, and then and then we kind of roll out our teams. Our, our number one 17-year-old team is the only team that's announced first. And um, after that, man, I mean, it's so hard to get high school kids at one location to develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone has their own 
everyone has their own way. We, we, we have a, I, I, I give them a hard time for how we say this. We, we, I don't like to call it a partnership because I, it's not a true partnership, but a pretty good relationship with DST. So yeah, we really encourage our kids to, to join DST and, and being as close as we are with them, they do get a, a discounted rate. Um, the kids that don't live in Houston, Texas, they can join DST also and come get a, and come get an assessment and they'll write you a, a an eight week training program and they'll walk you through it. They're always there to help you. You can video, you can come in drive into Houston, spend a day. Um, and then we do throwing programs and we try to implement rotations for our pitchers, weighted balls, but not everybody wants to touch them. And, and so it's just, yeah, we give them a, we give them an outline of what we should be doing. Uh, and we try to promote them to do it, but, but yet they all have their own beliefs. They all have their own hitting coach. They all have their own, their own pitching coach. They all have their own, their own thing. So I think that's where. It's hard with select baseball unless you open up something like IMG where those guys can sit there with you for 24 hours a day for eight weeks. The, the development that we all want at select baseball is pretty difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. And I was talking to someone the other day who, you know, everyone is so worried about going to showcases, this, this and that. And um, what we were kind of saying is like, you know, get good first, then go to showcases. Like if you, if you, there's nothing to really showcase, like, why are you wasting your money doing that? It doesn't like, it's it, like literally the only thing it, it's just going to hurt you because you come back to another showcase, right? And those same people see you again, they've already got kind of, you know, whether they, you know, whether you think it's right or not, they already have their mind sometimes made up just based off what they saw last time off of you. Yeah. I mean, we're not a fan of showcases. Um, you know, we bring PBR in to do, I guess you can call it a showcase, a scout day, but uh, we have a we have a really good relationship with our PBR rep, Toby Bignall, and, and it's one of the it's one of the showcase guys, if that's even what you want to call him, who who I feel is really in it for the right reasons. He doesn't just run his showcase and then he's out, right? He he runs his events and then he's also out the ball fields across the whole state the whole summer watching you playing games, right? Like He's actually watching games as if he was a college coach and he's been a college coach. And then he's also out there at the high school fields throughout the whole state of Texas, following the, the players he has ranked to see, to see if it's justified. Um, so we bring him in just because we know nature of the beast, our kids are going to do them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, I can sit there and tell them all day long, all day long that our best players didn't do them. If they did do them, they were free. Um, you know, we, we've had some really good ones that, that been in all American games and never paid for a showcase. And that's the nature of the beast. And, and we're just honest with our guys, but at the end of the day, we know they're going to do. So we feel when we have all of our kids in one spot, why not bring that group in and help them man it so we can drive the cost down for our kids and help them run it and put it on their website. And that kid gets all the same benefits that he would paying whatever the full cost was in one day for us. Um, and then after that, we, we really advise them. You, you should never do another one again until your measurables change. Yeah. That never. If you're going to go throw 85 again, what's the point? You're the same kid. If you're going to go run the same seven, one sixty, why? Why? And so, yeah, no, you know, I, I agree. Tell, 
I agree. Um, yeah. One of one of the questions that I, I do like to ask, especially for someone who's in travel baseball like yourself, um, is you know getting recruited to play college baseball. So what are like what would be your advice to players on how they should like, to get recruited to play college baseball? Own your own recruiting process. I mean that that that's that's number that's number one. Own, own your own recruiting process. Uh, we're a select we're a select baseball organization. We we have relationships with a lot of a lot of colleges at, at different levels in our region. At the end of the day, they're the college coach. I, I feel I can get them there to watch you. I, I feel I can call them and tell them what you are. I can answer questions when they call me about it. Do we see him on his best day? Do we see him on his worst day? Is this him every day type things? But at the end of the day, they're going to sign the kids that they want. And even if you're a South Texas slider, you can't put all your chips on me in the sliders to get you into college. I mean, you, you got to go, you got to go get it. Whether that's, whether that's hustling your, your tail off and, 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 and competing in every game you play and working hard to get better and whether that's that's putting putting a YouTube video together and constantly updating it and 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 showing the college coach that you want to play college baseball, um, a person that comes to mind for me on that is Kevin Copps at, at at Arkansas. I mean, that kid that kid. You can go ask every college coach that was around in 2014. They all knew Monday morning. Every week they're going to get an email from Kevin Cox letting them know what he did this weekend and, and whether it was select baseball or high school baseball and a clip of the video. They just knew every morning they were going to, Monday morning they were going to get that. Wow. And and he did it and he didn't commit to Arkansas to the last his last outing on the mound his his junior summer. And now he's one of their top guys out out of the first go-to guys out of the out of the bullpen. So own it. He owned it. We have other guys that own it. We're there to support you in it. Um, but you got to own your recruiting process. And then number two, the next best advice on that is you got to be realistic with what you are. You, you, you got you to be, be realistic to what you are. And, and that's the hardest part, right? Everyone wants to play you know, SEC Big 12 baseball around here. That's what they are, but that's not that's not for everybody. And so we, we, we have our kids write a list, 10 dream schools, 10 realistic schools, and 10 fallback schools. And you pound the door of all, all 30 of them. And we also tell the colleges, hey, Texas, man, if the answer is no, can you just tell them? Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't keep saying, oh, you know, we're going to – if it's no and you know it's no, tell them. And we have to do that too. If we know he's not good enough to play at Texas, we got to start saying it's it's time to start looking other places. It's time to start looking Division two, Division three, junior college, what, what have you, um, academic schools. And I, I feel – I feel if kids are realistic, you know, have your dreams, man. Chase your dreams compete every day, work harder to find your dreams. But, but as the clock keeps ticking, you know, those, those big schools are harder. So th those would be my two biggest ones, I guess. 
Awesome. Awesome. Matt, I know, I know you got your kids, you got, you're watching your kids right now. They're, uh, you know, they probably want your attention as well. So we, we really appreciate you, uh, you taking some time out to, to come on the show and, and kind of, uh, give some knowledge to, from the hitting side, from your own coaching side and the recruiting side as well. So really appreciate your time today. Hey, no problem, man. Enjoy it.